Thanks for tuning in to Witch Wednesdays with Steph for a chat about a new witchcraft topic every Wednesday morning. Welcome back to Witch Wednesdays. I'm Steph and you are listening to episode 86, (laughs) Jobs in Witchcraft. And I have a guest here with me today who is also a witch in a regular profession and a witchy profession. You may know her because she also has a witchy podcast that's very popular. And she has also started a witchy subscription box. So Britt, I'm going to let you take it away and introduce yourself to everyone. Hi, am I popular? Wow. Yes, you are. Yeah. (laughs) I had no clue, but hello, everyone. Uh, My name's Britt. I'm the host of the Witch in Kitchen podcast. And uh, by day, I am a collections agent for a property management company, which is a new position of mine. Um, and I also host the podcast as well as my Patreon. And I just recently started a uh, subscription box with my dear friend, Lana, who is also a witch and her stuff is, um, witchy AF and our box is called the witch and kitchen box. It's a quarterly box where you get kitchen magic supplies as well as mundane tools. We also include the dry and non-perishable ingredients for two recipes as well as spice blends and a uh, cocktail of Alana's choosing. Uh, This time it's actually going to be a cocktail bomb. So for the Maven box, I won't give too much away but we've been working really hard on perfecting that recipe. (laughs) That sounds like a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. It's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun, especially with the last box. Our first box was the summer solstice box and it did so much better than either of us anticipated. We were both like, man, imagine if we get like 10 orders, that would be so rad. We got 25. Heck yeah. So I was like, Hey, I mean, which of course that might to some people sound like, Oh, that's, not that many, but considering that we weren't expecting anywhere near that, we were pretty proud of ourselves because it is a new business and it is also such a niche market from a marketing and business standpoint in the mundane world. Uh, Witchcraft, even though there is the large community, it's still very niche. It's still very uh, hard to market to specific demographics. So absolutely something that we were and still are extremely proud of. And uh, we got a lot of great exposure from a few big witches in the community. Uh, Danae with Witchy Woman podcast shouted us out. And I was just so like I was moved to tears as well as uh, Marshall, the Witch of Southern Light. He also promoted the box for us. And that was just so sweet. And we were very ecstatic that <laughs> everything happening like that. It was like, there's no way this is happening. Like we, we didn't just put our blood, sweat and tears for months and then have one all nighter of absolute delirium trying to pack the last couple of boxes <laughs> we we had both worked our day jobs that day and then I drove the hour and a half to Alana's house 
and we packed the last 10 boxes to go out before the summer solstice and it took way too long but also because we were exhausted and we drank too many bangs <laughs> and <laughs> And we would just sit there and just start laughing at each other, just like a couple of loony bins in the asylum. Like it's, it's but it's exciting when your business and passion combine. So when you're passionate about witchcraft and then can find a way to, you know, profit off of that a little bit, at least oh, yeah. it can be very exciting. And I definitely exactly. know the feeling. And as everyone is listening to this, which is Wednesday, August 18th, um, your next box is currently for sale, right? Yes, it is. We are actually taking pre-orders until the 22nd. So when this comes out, you'll still have a few days for pre-orders. Now, pre-orders get a free bonus gift in their box. And so orders after the 22nd to the week before the uh, autumn equinox don't get that pre-order gift. So it's a free little something something that you guys get if you pre-order before uh, the 22nd. Which is why I scheduled this podcast for this <laughs> day that I did, because I wanted to make sure that if everybody wanted to get their orders in and this sounded like a great fit for them, um, that they would get that, have a few days there to order and get that free surprise. Because Britt told me about that. So I was like, wait a minute, I got to be ready. <laughs> be yes. ready for free Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so yes, I absolutely think that you should check that out. Obviously I sell my own um, subscription box too, which we're going to get it into, but they're like totally separate ideas. And I don't, I think it's, that's something that I wanted to touch on in today's episode too, which was probably a good place to start is that something that you already mentioned is that as, which is, it's really important for us to lift each other up and exactly. not to tear each other down. So it's amazing when people who have a bigger audience than you shout you out like, that's so helpful. And I think there's so much, there's still so much room for everyone in this community. So there's no reason that I wouldn't be like, yes, you should also check out this box. I may have a Maybon box coming out, but Brit has one that's completely different from mine. So maybe you prefer one or the other. Maybe you want both of them. There's room for everybody. And I feel like we should be all be supportive of that fact. Yes, absolutely. Amen. Hallelujah. All that. <laughs> <laughs> so just some of the things that we wanted to talk about today in terms of jobs in witchcraft. I wanted to have somebody who is also a, you know, fellow business owner to just talk about kind of some of the ways that, first of all, that you can have a job within witchcraft and make money from that because a lot of people um, have expressed interest in that because they have so much passion and love for this um, practice that they have that's maybe just a hobby and they're trying to make money off of that. Um, so some of the, there's a lot more ways that you can incorporate that into your job and make money off of it than you would think. It's not just um, podcasts and subscription boxes like the two of us do, but there's you know a lot of other ways that you can incorporate your witchcraft into your business and make a little money from it. And on the flip side of that, a lot of people have a problem with witches profiting from their witchcraft practice. That is a notion that, that goes around. Um, yeah. There are some ethics involved with that. And so I definitely wanted to touch on all of those things because I think that that can scare newbies away from what we do and making money off of that because there are some, you know, older witches who are like, nope, nope. If they're trying to profit off their craft, they are not real witches. I hear that all the time. <laughs> like what, what? No. Uh, just go sit in a ditch. Okay. Yes. Like... I feel like that that's really rude. I do understand 
the concept behind if somebody is, you know, offering like something for a quick buck. And I do see that on Instagram and Etsy that they're like, oh yeah, just give me your name and I'll, I'll do this spell for you in the next, you know, 20 minutes. I'm like, no, 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 no. Okay. That's just, you're out to get money. That's not real witchcraft. Like, and you know, there was actually someone not in my Facebook group, but another uh, witchy Facebook group that I'm a part of who was doing stuff like that. And I was so proud of everybody that came in and like reported that. And they're like, that's not right. Like you need to, you need to get out of here. Like, this is not a place for people who are trying to scam people out of money and I had a couple of listeners. I've had people like, you know, over the, oh God, how long have I been doing this? <laughs> uh, <laughs> over the year-ish that I've had my podcast. Oh, wow. Actually, no, it's almost two. Is it really already? Oh my God. But, <laughs> oh, wow. Congratulations. <laughs> wow. Uh, November. What? November of 19, 2019 was my first episode. Yes, yeah, you are so. approaching the two-year mark. Congratulations. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> Oh man, I'm gonna. Have to She's like mentally um, thinking, like, oh man, I'm gonna have to make a special episode now. Yeah, like, <laughs> I gotta plan that. <laughs> That's approaching way quicker. Oh yeah, it's already August. I don't know why in my head I thought, oh, it's only May. It's fine. It's not May at all. <laughs> um, I've had, you know, listeners message me and they're like, hey, so someone like hit me up over Facebook and said, you know, that they were drawn to me and that they wanted to read me and you know offer me a service and so I said yes because they said it was free but then they said that someone had placed this big generational curse on my family like 500 years ago and that for a hundred dollars they could remove it and I was like that is absolutely a scam report them lock them and never talk to them again like that is not how someone goes that's a huge scam and for anybody that's listening has come across that before. I just want you to know that generational curses have to be continued by somebody. So if somebody's great grandmother put a curse on your great grandmother, they, their entire family line until you is going to have to continue that energy and continue that curse. It doesn't just exist forever because one person did it one time. So for somebody that's like five generations removed from the problem to still be casting that curse on your family, it's not, it's not happening. It's not real. So please don't ever think there's like a generational curse on you and fall for that and pay somebody to get, no, nope. That is definitely scammy. And I can understand why some people think that all then witchcraft services are a scam, but they are definitely not. So don't think that you can't profit off of your witchcraft practice. You definitely can. So we are going to get into just a couple of the job ideas that I wanted to share of ways that you could potentially mix your witchcraft and business together and um, make a little money off of your hobby. And the first that obviously Britt and I are the most familiar with is creating online content. (laughs) So I think everybody listening understands kind of what we do because we have podcasts and you can make money off of podcasts by having ads, which if you've listened to either of us, you have heard ads, you've heard sponsorships, you've heard ads from on mine, um, anchor the platform that I use. So that is one way to make money. You have a website, you have ads on that. So creating online content, um, is probably the most popular way right now, just because of the world that we live in, um, and how prevalent all of this online business and social media everything is. So that's probably what um, people are most familiar with is the advertisements and sponsorships. 
but um, you can also have Patreon and other subscription platforms. And Britt also has a Patreon. I've talked about mine, but she also has one. I do have one. So yes. if you <laughs> want if you want content that borders on weird and Brit, are you okay? Uh, <laughs> level of content, very Aquarian. If you're into that, uh, then you can check out my Patreon. Uh, I post two bonus mini episodes a month, as well as other bonus content. I talk about, you know, the moon phases and how it, I love to discuss with the patrons how moon phases are affecting them versus how they're affecting others in the group. And it's, I try to keep it as fun and social as possible. But sometimes I will go on mini hiatuses where you will not hear anything from me for two weeks and all of a sudden get a bunch of content. So <laughs> prepare for that. <laughs> Join my yes, I have a Patreon too. And it's just, you know, another like it's a subscription platform. So you pay, you know, a monthly fee, mine's $5 and it's just extra content, uh, more than what's here on the podcast. Um, there's a lot of different spells and more in-depth topics because there are less people over there because I don't feel super comfortable sharing. I've shared little spells here and there, uh, on the podcast, but I don't feel comfortable sharing anything, um, more advanced because I can't offer the feedback um, and troubleshooting that can be necessary with those kinds of things to a wider audience without charging for my time, because that takes a lot of time and effort to help people through it, especially beginners. Um, and I don't want anyone who's really a beginner to try something that's a little too advanced and then it goes wrong and then I can't help them. So that's why I don't really share spells on the podcast. Uh, I leave that for Patreon. So, you know, when you subscribe to things like that, you're getting bonus content and you're getting more personalized help. So that's why Patreon exists in case you were ever wondering what's, what's over there and why people have Patreons. Uh, it's just easier to interact one-on-one -on -one and give feedback and chat when it's a smaller community like that. Oh okay. yeah, total. And you can also, you know, get to know your listenership better because those people and those like type of people um because I have I have a handful of patrons and you know once you start talking to them and you get kind of an idea of who your target listenership is you can also adjust your patreon and your podcast to tailor that because it, as someone in business you're going to want to reach more people like the people who are already willing to pay for your extra content now before you put out something bigger like a subscription box or any um products that you might want to make anything like that so patreon is a really great way that not super committal i mean you can be you know more committed if you want but if you want to make it to more uh, where it's just like, oh, hey, like I talked about this on the podcast, but I'm going to go deeper in on it here on the Patreon, like tune into that. Or if you want to specifically have a whole separate content line from the podcast, that's something that you can do to, you know, narrow down who your target audience is, your target demographic, their interests, the topics that they want to learn more about, 
actual like spell crafting that they want to learn more about, you can tailor that to what you plan to implement in the future if you are planning on implementing anything else. Which is what we both did, which is the second thing mm-hmm. on my list of jobs, job ideas is to actually be a store owner and sell products related to witchcraft. You can definitely do that in person. You can have a brick and mortar store. We've talked about occult stores on this podcast and I love them and I go to them all the time and they have lots of different witchy supplies. Um, you can also sell in person at craft or occult fairs. If it's something that you are making yourself, um, like making spell candles, you can sell those at, uh, craft fairs, but you can also sell everything online, which is what Brit and I do. <laughs> and yeah. we started with the Patreon and then we introduced products and I have, you know, stab boxes and her witch and kitchen box. Those are something that you can sell that is witchcraft related, has some witchy supplies in there, has some things that you have handmade and um, sell those out at your convenience, whether that's monthly or, you know, semi-monthly, mine goes with the Sabbaths, obviously. Um, so that those are some ways you can actually be a store owner and sell something that is of interest to the witchcraft community. Oh yeah. And especially just with the whole, um, like the Sabbath idea as a whole, just educating people on what the sabbats are because a lot of people especially when they first uh start practicing they don't really know anything about the sabbats they don't even know that there are separate holidays besides what's on the government issued calendars that we get uh, as to you know ways that you can celebrate not only the changing of the seasons but also just major themes in the broad topic of witchcraft itself and so that's also a way to incorporate not only beginner witches but also witches at other levels within the same product by using the sabbats which i'm sure was your idea anyway but just for people that are listening to this and aren't as business-minded or if they're new to the whole realm of business in general, just explaining those kind of thought processes um, may be beneficial. So I know that for you, that's probably like, well, yeah, duh, Brit, but like <laughs> for other people, it might be. <laughs> no, you know, that's, that's, yeah, very good point. In, but and I started that. listening in on stuff and trying to learn more about business as a whole. Podcasts were my go-to, like just any kind of business podcast, uh, Barbara Corcoran, believe it or not, is she is a witch, whether or not she wants to admit it. <laughs> she is so like just as a person, she reads tarot cards and she's a good tarot card reader. A lot of people don't know that, that she like, she talks about it on her more general advice podcast. It's called one Eight Barbara. And, uh, people just call in to the show and just ask like, whether it's business related or relationship advice. Um, and she'll actually do like terror things like for these people. Oh, I love it. On her show. <laughs> I know. And girl, yes. So, um, you know, getting into the mindset of how, um, how you could make something work for yourself and how you can reach a target audience mostly, but also people who might just barely be outside of that is how you remain flexible how you can stay on a growth trend with your business which are two job ideas that are also on my list the first of being tarot reader uh, that is absolutely a way 
to make money and it is a legitimate business. And that's where a lot of scams come in is any sort of divination practice, tarot reading, crystal balls, but there absolutely are legitimate tarot readers out there um, that you can, and they can do it online. I know um, Scarlet Ravenswood does, um, Lady Vex at Spookywood. They offer online tarot readings that are absolutely legit. So if you really get into your divination practice and um, find that that's like the biggest part of your practice and you're really good at that, then that is absolutely a thing that you can turn into a business is to do readings for other people. There's a lot of obviously practice and study that's involved in that. But if you are already doing that practice and study, then maybe that could be a great transition into a business for you. Just be careful with that because it is a very uh, saturated market. So of course, that's a good way to get your foot into the door in the witchy community, just tarot in general, or like um, any sort of, or like palm reading, like you said, any kind of divination. It's because it's so saturated because it is so easy to manipulate, unfortunately. And there are, of course, like you said, a lot of great legitimate tarot readers, but just be careful especially taking advice from other tarot readers until you know that they are worth their salt yes definitely and another job that you can transition into would be teaching uh, teaching witchcraft which is what both of us do on our podcast obviously um but i'm talking more like you can set up courses to teach people witchcraft you can do that online there are a lot of online platforms to set up your own course from beginning to end. You can do text videos, um, make it a whole series. And you can also teach in person. If you want to host a class, there are also websites for that where you can explain what your class is and teach that. Um, a lot of local libraries have rooms that you can rent. Um, so you can rent a room and teach a witchcraft course that way. So if you have the heart of a teacher, um, then that might be the, a great path for you. If you really understand witchcraft and you don't have to be an expert and nobody is an expert in everything. I say that all the time. Like we're always learning. You're going to learn for the rest of your life. Nobody's an expert in absolutely mm -hmm. everything, but you are probably, if you've been practicing for a while and you really like certain areas, you're probably more of an expert in that area than you think that you are. Um, especially going over the beginner thing. So if you start a teaching business, that can be a great way to not only hone your own skills um, and just get a little better at it because you learn something even more when you have to present it to somebody else. I know that for the podcast that I learn things even more deeply when I'm like, okay, I have to talk about this and present it on the podcast. So like, what else do I need to know? And I'm like, oh, here's these little like bits of information that I need to put in there that I didn't even know myself. So uh, that's a great way to uh, make a little side money there is by starting a teaching business. Oh, yeah. And online courses can really be a great way to generate passive income. So those new to business passive income is something that you're not working at every day that can still generate money. Uh, really popular ways of passive income are vending machines, ATM machines, anything relating to online businesses for digital content. So like with courses, um, which the wisdoms, the lovely Sean Engel, I love her so much. Uh, she has online courses that she wrote out once and that she'll probably update regularly, reissue, but make the document, you make the, the PowerPoint slides once, upload it, and then people buy it that way. 
and it's not something that you have to consistently do. It's not something like with a tarot reader where you're constantly having to read the tarot cards for people for the money. You make one product the one time, and then you keep selling copies of that product consistently. Yeah, and another means of passive income, but it is a hell of a lot of work up front is being an author. There are a lot of great witchcraft yes. authors and it may seem like there are so many books and it's also saturated, but at the same time, there are so many times where I'm looking for a witchcraft book and I'm like, man, I really wish somebody would write this and it just doesn't exist. Um, so if you mm-hmm. come across that when you were looking for witchcraft books, maybe you need to be the one to write it. <laughs> and maybe that just is something that speaks yeah. to um, reading about that in Of Blood and Bones by Kate Frawler. I love that. And she said that in there. She was like, this book just did not exist. Like I was looking for some of this information and it just wasn't out there. So I'm writing it. I'm like, you know what? You're right. I think that a lot that uh, I'm looking for a specific, more of a deep dive on specific topics. Cause I do think there are quite a few um, beginner books out there. So yes, if you find that there's just not a book out there, maybe you need to be the one to write it. And that is passive income. Once the book is published, <laughs> it is a lot of work right. to be an author and create a book from scratch, but you know, the, once the process is done, then yes, the money comes in. But you know, a way to start, if your ultimate end goal is to write a book, you can start with those online, like miniature courses, like write uh, basically a chapter at a time, like really deep dive into that one section there, teach that online course, and then just keep, you know, either or, building information on top of. Right. Or sell it as an ebook. If you have just a small topic that you want to cover, you can sell it for five, 10, 15 bucks, however much that you write on it and sell that as an ebook, which is, you know, self-publishing. So it's a lot easier than having like an actual book that shows up on bookstore shelves. Going the ebook route is a lot easier, especially Mm -hmm. if you are a total um, beginner to, to writing and editing and putting, you know, your words together in a way that makes sense in a book format. Um, that can be a great way to sort of get your feed wet and gauge audience interest on a particular topic. Right. And there is the route with uh, Amazon publishing. You can do that as well if you really want to have a physical book um, where they just take a percentage of the book sales. But unfortunately, they also will hold the rights to the book if you try to break the contract that you sign with them. So just, you know, do your research on that, but that if, if what they have to offer isn't concerning to you in any way, you can use that, which I know a lot of people, you know, boycott Amazon, which I get it, eat the rich, ditto. But <laughs> um, there are a lot of independent sellers that sell through Amazon. So if you weed your way through bullshit and actually get to a small business who just so happens to sell on Amazon and support them, then you can, you know, still maintain your prime and your, you know, free two-day delivery while also <laughs> helping out a small business. Very true. You can have the best both worlds, like <laughs> Hannah Montana. Very true. And I have three other ones on my list of job ideas that are not exactly as witchcraft related as what we just talked about. So those are directly related um, to actually like being a witch. These uh, other ones that I have to mention, you don't, people do this as careers and they are not witches, but I think it's a great way to sort of combine the two together. 
So first off would be uh, energy healing. That would could be Reiki, that could be acupuncture. If you are somebody that is skilled in that or wants to go to school for that, that would incorporate witchcraft into your everyday and something that maybe you're already practicing on yourself that you think would be beneficial for others. But people also do that as careers that have nothing to do with witchcraft. They, they don't consider themselves witches. But energy healing is a very witchy thing. So I don't know. If not every acupuncturist oh. calls themselves a witch, but they are. But they are. Oh, yeah, and totally. Going along with energy healing is also holistic healing, which is very popular lately. And there are lots mm-hmm. of holistic healers out there in brick and mortar storefronts that you can go to that will help you heal internal issues. I've talked about on this podcast that I always recommend, like if you have like major issues and you don't know what's going on, you need to go to a doctor. We are not, I'm not anti-doctor or anti-medication in any way, but sometimes there are Mm-mm. things that are better healed holistically. And that means not taking, you know, the Advil for the headache is you, you've went to the doctor, you've ruled out anything major with your headaches. And now you realize it related to something else. There are a lot of holistic ways to heal that, whether that's like through herb remedies, um, through acupuncture, there are lots of ways to holistically heal people, um, you know, gut issues, stomach issues a lot. Um, there's just not a lot that they can do in the medical field for you once you've exhausted so many options and holistically, a lot of people find that to be incredibly helpful with those issues. Um, I have a friend who has stomach issues and she swears by her holistic doctor (laughs) that she's like, nope, nope. Could never fix anything with a real doctor, but holistic doctor, I'm like cured. So that is definitely looking into if you are somebody who has healing hands and people have told you that you are that way. I have a lot of friends and I'm like, you should be a nurse. (laughs) There's lots great certifications out there too that you can have just to back that up for people who may be skeptical about holistic healing you can be um you can be a registered herbalist there is an herbalist society of the united states where you can actually take courses in herbal remedies and actually have that certification through um an actual union an actual like you know backed society where people go and actually learn these things it almost like oh, yeah. with you know acupuncture and, and reiki healers they have that for herbalists and if you have that uh training it is medical training you don't have you know you learn anatomy and physiology you learn different bodily functions like a doctor would just not to the exact extent as a doctor, but having that certification in hand could also be really beneficial. They are, they can be costly depending on the area in which you live, but uh, that's also a great idea. And you could even make products that you can sell to people who come into your clinic to even more uh, income options as well. You can make tinctures and you can make uh, different oil blends and things that could remedy people right there in your office. You can make that for them, you know, fresh and give them that experience of actually going to like an old time apothecary or an old time drugstore from back at the turn of the century where they actually had to mix the medicines in front of you and then give it to you. So you can, there's a lot of great business opportunity there. Absolutely. I think that would be a lot of fun. And yes, there are a lot of certifications. Same with um, being a midwife would be a very witchy career. And there are certifications that you have to get to be a certified midwife. Um, yeah, 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 like a doula. 
Yeah. yeah, exactly. But that would be, you know, helping somebody that's more on the holistic side rather than being a nurse in a hospital in a delivery room, which is a great career in and of itself. But if you are wanting to do something on the more holistic side, then being a doula midwife, getting those certifications can also be a great option to incorporate some witchiness into your career. If you're, you know, witchcraft path sort of already aligns with being a healer, then that's, that's what old, you know, quote unquote, witches were, especially in early America, Appalachian, like Appalachian granny magic is because they were, they were midwives, they were doulas helping everybody give birth. And they're like, oh, well, you're a witch. Well, yes. <laughs> yeah, sure. I sure am. And there's also, you know, a uh, Florida granny magic too. It's a little bit different from Appalachian, but it's similar uh, construct. A lot of uh, folk magic went into bringing babies into the world and healing people. So, you know, the, the ties between medicine and magic run very deep. Which is a, another job on my list. And if you are willing to put in the time and effort and education, because this is a very difficult job, but being a veterinarian, um, if you, if your witchcraft practice is animal based and you really feel a connection with animal, being a veterinarian, or at least being a vet tech working in a veterinary office is a great way to combine those two together because yes, even pet medicine, it has deep ties with witchcraft running way back. Oh yeah. I mean, witches and animals have always, you know, gone hand in hand and even on a lower level with that, you can also be, um, you can be a groomer as well for animals and still, you know, incorporate that animal magic and, um, you know, energy healing for animals. Cause that is a thing. You can take your dog to an energy healer and they can also heal your pet. So, you know, yeah, you can you combine a lot of that with something as mundane as a groomer and have that, you know, wide array of, uh, potential, you know, business offerings. Yes. And if you've ever taken your pet to a groomer, you know who they like and who they don't like. There are just some people who are suited to work with animals and have a very calming effect. Um, my dog likes who she likes. She goes to our favorite guy down the mm -hmm. street, Austin. He's amazing. And he has magic touch with dogs and she just loves him, but we've gone other places and she will put her brakes on and not even want to walk in the door because some people just don't have that connection with animals. So he's definitely a witch. Yeah. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> you you go real quick if you pass the vibe check if a dog or a cat likes you because oh, absolutely typically they don't like bad people very true they know right away <laughs> mm -hmm. and the last job idea I have on my list we talked about herbalist but gardening and farming in general um, if you are a nature-based witch you can definitely make that transition into gardening and farming for profit if you are great at doing your own garden in the backyard, you can definitely expand that um, into herbs, fruits, vegetables, whatever it is that you are great at growing. And that's your witchcraft practice being out in nature. Um, you can sort of scale that up. You're never going to scale it up to like commercial farming, but you can definitely scale it up for your neighborhood because a lot of people are really loving that these days, buying local, knowing that you're not using weird um, preservatives and chemicals, that you're there tending to the crops every day. Um, people are willing to pay for that. Uh, I, I know I yeah. am. I Farm love local produce. Oh yeah. Farmers markets and local flea markets like are absolute hotbeds for fresh local produce. And if you put in that extra with touch on it, it'll be even better. Oh, absolutely. 
So those are all of the ideas that I had on my list for witchy jobs. So if you, know, you are interested in any of these, like, or you do any of these, have any other ideas, then definitely reach out. Um, Instagram, Discord, if you want to keep the discussion going on all of these witchy ideas, which, uh, Britt, did you tell them what your Instagram handle is? I can't remember. Oh, yes. Uh, Instagram is at the Witchin Kitchen Podcast, all spelled out W I T C H I N Kitchen Podcast. So, love it. You can right. find yeah. me. Yeah, as <laughs> always, I'm going to link, you know, show notes and I'm going to link everything that Britt has. So you can like find her everywhere um, over at witchwednesdays.com as soon as this episode goes live. So, you'll be able to find everything that we've talked about. Oh, I was going to say, you know, just don't forget to incorporate magic into your day jobs too. You know, I mean, whatever you're doing now, even if you, you know, if you love your job and you don't want to change careers, but it's not something necessarily witchy, you can still incorporate witchcraft into your day job. You can write sigils in your notebooks, or you can have a sigil as like your desktop wallpaper. You can, uh, make, charm bags to keep in your office for you know good luck I because I'm in collections now so I'm doing a lot of money spells for these residents to pay their rent on time because <laughs> it not only helps them out but helps me out too so um you know anything like that you can incorporate into your day job like if you if you're a nurse already you and you're a witch you can incorporate healing spells uh you can put uh, energy sigils in your shoes, because I know that y'all are on your feet all day. You can incorporate that to your day job to not only help everyone else, but also to help you perform better at your job. Yeah, absolutely. Not everybody wants to turn their witchcraft into, you know, uh, their career or their side income or whatever it is. If you just want to love the job that you currently have and stay there with that, then yeah, you could absolutely incorporate witchiness into your everyday and make it just a little more magical, bearable, all of those things. <laughs> a little less draining too, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> uh, so before we wrap up here, Britt, is there anything else that you wanted to say on the topic of ethics if you're going to get started in witchiness in your start a witchy business, anything else on ethics? <laughs> Just make sure that even if people directly come to you for a service, make sure that you have their consent to perform magical workings on them. Just make, just explicitly ask, do I have your consent to do A, B, and C? Make sure that they say yes. If they have questions, answer their questions. Just always be honest with people. Always be genuine be upfront if they have a situation that you're not sure if you can help them with don't you know you know fudge things around to try to just have them you know to say what they want to hear genuinely offer them a solution if you can and if you don't think that you can then just let them know and they will be grateful to you for that and they probably send more business your way if they know that you're a genuine person that's just trying to help through the avenue of witchcraft. I agree. And I think if you're going to make that transition, you have to treat it like a real business. And a real business would be worried about 
return customers and customer reviews and, you know, not purposely doing something deceptive that would drive them away. So you want to, and also, you know, take it seriously. I know when it's your practice and your hobby, then it's a lot of fun, but you're transitioning into that into business, then definitely take it seriously and consider it a real business. Even if you are just at the beginning and you're not really making money yet, um, set customer expectations, set goals for yourselves and, and routines. And um, yes, treat it like you are bigger, a bigger business than you are, and you are serious and you care deeply about your customers because you should. Yes. Always address um, if there's something that you're not sure how to answer, just, you know, like tip here. Um, say that you're going to consult your team and then get back with them, even if it's just you. Because, you know, you also need to, you know, think about it. But that'll make it sound like you have a team on your side, which of course you do. You have, you know, the universe, if you work with any deities, they're your team, they're your business partners, get them involved, get your ancestors involved. You know, you can have a team. They don't (laughs) have to be physically there with you, but you could still have a team. So, you know, technically that's not deceptive, right? (laughs) Totally. But, you know, just try to you know, especially if you are converting your hobby into a business, just professionalism, set a business policy or, you know, multiple business policies at the beginning of your business and stick to them. Be consistent because that could get you a lawsuit if you're not consistent with one customer. Like if you do something for one customer and we'll do it with another customer, if they're in a similar situation, just because that could get you in trouble. So just remember to always be consistent with your customer base, be consistent with communication um, like you would have to at a regular nine to five, even though it's definitely not going to be a nine to five. It's more going to be like a seven to nine, like 7 (laughs) a.m. to 9 p.m. You're going to be exhausted whenever you first start. Um, I am still in that exhaustion phase because this is box two for us. Um, Plus with, you know, she has her own day job. She is actually in the field of law. Um, She works in juvenile cases. So, and she just got promoted. (laughs) So she has a bigger workload. I just got promoted and I have a bigger workload. If you, especially if you're trying to convert your hobby into a side business while you're working your day job, you are going to need so much caffeine. <laughs> you, <laughs> or if you don't drink caffeine, you're going to need to do so many energy spells. You're going to probably need to do them every, <laughs> but Absolutely. Uh, just stick with, just stick with it and you will be rewarded for your hard work. The universe always rewards those who work hard, genuinely want to help people and just do their best. The universe will always provide for those people. Definitely. That is all we have for you today on Jobs and Witchcraft. Again, I will have all of the links if you're interested in ordering Brits next box that's coming out and get that special surprise if you order it before the 22nd. Um, so I will have all of that information for you. Britt, thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure and hopefully we can chat again soon. And definitely if you are looking for more witchy information, head over to Britt's podcast too. I know 
lots of this audience already listens to Brit's podcast, but if you don't, um, I also know a lot of you have like 40 witch podcasts that you listen to. So add it to the list because you're going to have a lot of fun over there. And that is all I have for you this week. I will see you next. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market need even more witchcraft subscribe to patreon for exclusive bonus content three times a week and order sabbat boxes and other supplies at witchwednesdays.com be sure to follow on instagram at witchwednesdays podcast